iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. The company has decided to make a change. I've given 16 years of my life to this company. The rest of the higher-ups wanted you to have this. That should just about cover it. Bro, I'll give you uh, 10 bucks for that twack right there. Aren't you a little young to be drinking beers? Aren't you a little old to be drinking that Slurpee there? Hi, uh, are you in there? If you are, can this happen another day? So are you getting rid of your old stuff? I got fired from my job and my wife left me. If I'm honest, I saw this coming a mile away. Thanks for warning me. gotten some complaints about someone living on their lawn. This is my corner. I'm not leaving my stuff. City of Arcadia allows the property owner to hold a yard sale for no more than five consecutive days. This buys you three days. I was thinking uh, you might want to come work for me. You stay here and you sell a couple things. What are you offering? I'll give you bathroom and cigarette breaks as required by state law. I don't smoke. Good. Great. Standing at the door of self-discovery. You know you can't live like this. Why not? It's not normal. How much for this? You want to buy that? 50 cents? I'll give you 25 cents. Yeah, I just can't do that. What about these? I think I want to hold on to those. They're actually pretty valuable. You can put them in that same drawer. Okay, so hold on. Look at them. Once you get rid of all that stuff, you're going to feel great. Just wanted you to know, uh, I'm selling it. All my stuff. Uh, feels pretty good. Are we friends? Yeah, I guess so. The other kids make jokes. They say, you're so fat, you got shocks on your toilet seat. That's mean. You have a good heart, Nicholas. That doesn't change. How much have you had to drink? In my opinion, not enough. You're gonna have to come with me. I want to learn to play baseball. Why don't you want to play soccer? Black people don't play soccer. Whole continents of black people play soccer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Eugene Hernandez from the Film Society of Lincoln Center, and tonight's guests, Dan Rush and Will Farrell. Thanks for being here. What a turnout, right? This is great. I was just at the Hewlett Packard store and uh, nothing like this. Maybe 20 people. So this is. It's not just the iPad, amazing. too, that can yeah. draw a crowd at the Apple no, store. No, this is so nice. Thanks for being here. Um, I don't think I'm giving anything away when I say that Will was drinking a very uh, vibrant green vegetable drink backstage. And so I think he's amped for this now after that. I'm ready to go. I was feeling a little low and now I'm infused with celery and carrot and I don't know what else. Yeah, a little bit. Of, I think there's a little dat. A dash of cocaine in there. Yeah. I think that's a secret. Yeah. Just a touch. Just a touch. Just a touch. It'll kick in in a minute. Coca. We call it coca is the medical term. So we'll, we'll talk about the origin of the project in a minute, but um, as the uh, trailer shows you uh, and sets up very well, uh, this guy Nick's not having a very good day at all. Um, and that's where the movie begins. Um, 
And uh, it's safe to say that he's kind of having a tough life, a tough moment in his life. Uh, maybe as a way of setting up, Will, the, the, the story here a bit. Um, tell us a bit about this character, and tell us tell us a bit about this guy Nick, and what what his what is what he's going through. Yeah, um, I mean he's uh, we kind of beginning of the movie we we basically uh, we see that he gets fired from from his his job of probably thirteen fifteen years. Um, it's it's pretty much well, it's not really hinted. It's he's pretty much told that his once again his drinking has gotten in the way. Um, and we we slowly start to piece together that this is, you know, a guy who's who's done well, but then slipped up, and then done well again, then slipped up, and and is just having a tough time kind of battling uh, uh, his issues, and uh, um, and that's when you that's when you kind of from that moment he goes home to to see that he's locked out of his house, his wife has left left him. Um, and all of his personal possessions are on the, the front lawn. So he's living on the front, front lawn of his house. This is what it's come to. That's what it comes down to, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a tough story. It, there's, 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 a lot of, there's humor in it, but there's also some really um, touching and um, tough emotional moments in it. Um, it's safe to say that, that you know, probably many of the folks standing here at the Apple Store um, and those listening on the uh, podcast... Um, are no, are drawn to you for a certain uh, for for your humor, um, and there's that in this film. But there's also, as I'm saying, there's also some really uh, serious and and tough stuff. Um, yeah, I'm curious about. Don't leave out my modern dance, though. They're also well, that, drawn to me for a lot of the modern dance stuff I've done. The modern dance is yes. is, is obviously what yeah what, what where they. They're started. probably drawn to me more for modern dance. <laughs> the movies are second. Movies first or modern modern dance. Modern dance. Yeah. Uh, movies. Yeah, okay. that's what All I right. thought. Just, just checking. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> and Anchorman. Anchor the modern the, Anchorman the musical. Yes. <laughs> um, no. So, this is, so the yeah, idea this is, of, of the idea of sort of um, playing with people's expectations a little bit by uh, by absolutely. choosing to do a film that yeah. that that in all seriousness has some uh, some tough yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, uh, tell me about that that choice. Well, this was, you know, uh w- when I read the script uh that Dan had written, um it was it was uh, by far one of the one of the best scripts I've I'd, I'd read in a long time and I I loved uh I loved the unique premise of a guy trying to f- figure out his life in front of the entire world um and and it was it had it was a, a a darker edgier thing for me to get to do um even though there is a lot of comedy in it but it's uh uh very much i just love that the movie is uh you know it's 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 a lot like life it's just uh you know you're gonna and there's no real uh, it, it, it's just very real, a, a real story and uh, and a real character and something that's extremely grounded, which I haven't had a chance or the opportunity to do a lot. And, uh, what does that give you as a performer? What does that sort of allow you? We, uh, I'm sure that well, being being yeah. funny gives you something, but what is also you the, know? I mean, the closest you? thing I've gotten to do that's in this vein is Stranger Than Fiction, and 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 I, I kept Terrific getting asked. Movie. Uh, movie. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> And when I would do press for that movie, I, I'd, I'd kept getting asked by the journalists, uh, it w- is that hard to, to, to kind of uh, pr- give a, a restrained performance? Uh, do, did you just want to 
jump around and do crazy things. And, and actually, yes. I, I said it was just the opposite. Uh, it was, it's actually freeing to get to kind of uh, settle in and, and, and play uh, an ordinary guy who's mm -hmm. trying to figure out uh, these problems with his life. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to bring Dan into the discussion. And let's talk about the origins of the story. It's adapted. So l l if you don't mind sharing a little bit of background, um, having read the story, you were saying, I think last night uh, at a Q&A, that, that it's, it's a pretty short story. It's a short, short story. Uh, it's very short. Fi five pages? About five pages. So what's, pages. The, what's yeah. the, the five page? What's the concept um, there? With the well, basically, what, what it has or, or what... What drew it to me, what, what, I, what I was drawn to was uh, this visual image first of this man kind of living on his lawn as if he was living inside, almost um, a reverse rear window. And the other thing that I loved about it is that clearly you saw that this was a guy in conflict. This was a guy with a problem. And this was this one moment where the problem had really hit, hit its height. So it very much lent itself to figuring out, okay, how did this guy get here? Um, and that was something that I was really excited to figure out. And then what happens after this moment? Where does he go? So you work backwards and you work forward. Yeah, so it was a great guy. place to kind of put a stake in the ground um, very, uh, you know, in the beginning of the movie and, 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 and kind of use as a marker. And so that was enough. Um, that and the visual was something that kind of stuck with me over years and years. And when I finally decided to sit down and, and write something, um, this was this was it. So l let's elaborate on that a little bit for those uh, those folks who might be in the audience who are writers or or working to adapt work or those listening in podcast who might be um, uh, doing the same thing. Um, tell us about the process of building out and fleshing out a story that that basically comes from this this one singular image um, and the, the process sort of working through uh, what it can become and then what it ultimately becomes. Sure. Um, again, I, I I knew that there was going to this, be this moment where this guy showed up on his lawn and saw all of these objects. Um, I, had, I, I come from a commercial and music video background, so hadn't really written much long form, but um, I used some of what Carver puts into his characters, which are, they tend to be alcoholics, and, uh, well, pretty much all of them are, um, and t uh, that was a part of the character that I wanted to explore, and also um, there's, there's this... I don't know if Carver would love hearing this, but there's a minimalist kind of spare tone to most of his stories. Um, and there's also a way that they all talk, at least in my opinion, where they don't really share what's on their mind. It's very subtextual, and they usually wait very long before they actually say what they want to say. So that was something that always drew me to Carver, and that was a way that I wanted to write. Um, but it was about populating this neighborhood with other people who were broken in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, sometimes I use the, use the Wizard of Oz as, as an example of everybody needed something from somebody else. I'm not sure that they get it, but they're going to try and get it. Um, so it was about kind of filling a neighborhood with other characters also facing problems. And then having these characters talk to each other, interact with each other, and hopefully all go through journeys. But basically start with an outline, uh, show that outline to friends of mine who are... Who are really good screenwriters and uh, th most of them when I first showed it to them said wow you, you have a lot more than we usually do so you should go uh, and then write it and you know there are days where the writing goes really quickly and then there are days where you don't get anything done but um, it, it, it came together pretty quickly 
how long ago were you? What, what, what was the time frame when you were writing this? What, what? It's long enough ago to n- not remember exactly when that time frame was, but I think it was, uh, I think it was 2008. 2008. So, so I'm curious now. Um, you've got the script. You're deciding uh, what direction you want to go with the casting, and you decide to, to go after this guy who's, while well known in the dance world, is not known for his work Modern in film dance. at all. Not all dance. So um, how did this yeah. happen? Right, not all dance. I'm just, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but... No, 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 you're okay. totally truthful. Um, so how did... How, right. <laughs> that's... He's okay with that. Yeah, that's, our relationship is based on truth. Um, so how did we... How did I... How did he become involved? Well, it was interesting because my, our producers had suggested Will, and, and I, I never thought that he'd actually want to do something like this. And... Um, they sent it to his people, to his managers and agents, um, and to their credit, they really responded, and they gave it to you, and um, and you responded. So we actually sat down. Um, and then I said, "Are you sure you want me? Really? This is really good. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> this is not the kind of stuff. I think you it was wanna, your wife. Do you want to waste that, actually. it on? Yeah, my actually, my wife. I gave it to her, and uh, I said, "This is just this really great." and very different and challenging script. I, I just got, I want you to read it. And she's like, she read it. She stayed up till two in the morning, read it in one, in one sitting. And she said in the morning, I'm like, what'd you think? She's like, well, I, it's great. Why do they want you? <laughs> and, I, and we just started laughing and I, I totally knew what she meant. It, 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 I just loved it so much and so did she. And she's like, no, it's really flattering that, they actually, that Dan really wants you to go. Let's talk a bit about the filmmaking and the, and the visual style, the setting. Uh, much of this takes place um, on a front lawn, uh, set in set in Arizona. Although it looks like maybe shot in California, but uh, hard shot to in Arizona. Shot, shot in, in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the choices you made there. Was the short story set in Arizona also, or was what was the? Uh, tell us about the um, the setting and how you came about that. Um, the short story really wasn't set anywhere. Um, but uh, there were a few reasons why we shot in Arizona. Um, one, the time of year that we, we had to shoot, uh, it, and being that the movie was going to be taking place almost exclusively, exclusively outside, um, we wanted to be someplace where there was sun. Um, and we actually we looked into making the movie in California, and it just it didn't work for, for budgetary reasons. It, it would have been great. Um, so that kind of left us with Arizona, New Mexico, and New Mexico is a really film-friendly state, great um, tax incentives, which is the reason that we all go to these states um, on these smaller movies. And it was we, we kind of found a location in, in New Mexico, but it was it, I, I went to see it, and then they forgot to tell me that it was on a major freeway, like right behind the house. And then it got really cold. It was snowing there. So we went to Arizona, which is not the best place to find grassy yards ever, but um, and there was a there was a moment in time where I didn't think we would be able to find the location. It got really tough, and then we went to this old neighborhood of orange orchards, and uh, we were driving around, and, and we stopped, and we saw this house that looked like it could really be Nick's house, and we saw this house that could be Samantha's house across the street, and Kenny's house, and we said, and there was a big tree which was great for shade, so we weren't in full sun all day, and we're like, this is, this is, this is. This this could yeah this is our neighborhood and and uh, it ended up working really well people in Arizona were really helpful weather was great I didn't get deported 
No. This was pre... This was pre... I had my ID with me at all times, so I was good. But he, he did carry a concealed weapon, like, to set every day. Gladly, which was, yes. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let that one go for the folks that are listening in Arizona. I'm going to let yeah. that one go. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. Before he said that, though, I said that the people in Arizona were great. They were great. They, and they were. Yeah. They actually were. Uh, specifically the Mesa the, Police the Department. Mesa Police. Uh, outstanding. Scottsdale Police. Everybody. Everybody was great. Sheriff Joe Arapaho or whatever his name is. <laughs> What's his name? Sheriff Joe? You, you just can't ever go to yeah. Arizona again yeah. now. Yeah. No, it, it ended up being, I mean, it, it was a great, it's great to go to a place where people don't shoot movies a lot because right, right. people are really excited about the process. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's and, 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 there's, and there's something, there's newness to it. And I, mm-hmm. I, for me, it's, I also, I loved the idea on my first movie being on, in a location with my, my, my people where we kind of lived, ate, breathed the movie, which mm-hmm. I think is a great, mm-hmm. it's great for a first movie, you know, yeah. where people aren't going home and then coming back. Um, you were saying, like, there were times where you were going back to your hotel room alone at night um, and nobody was around and it was helpful in some ways because yeah, you were yeah. kind of, you I know, kinda, you were kind of echoing character. It kind of helped with the, the desolation and isolation that this guy feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask, um, I want to come back to that, but I also want to ask Dan a little bit about his background because he referenced uh, a little while ago um, your career sort of leading up to this point. Uh, when you when you find this story, you write it and and you decide to uh, direct a feature. Um, tell us about how you got started. Tell us about how you 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 got got involved with this crazy uh, this world crazy, of filmmaking. This crazy business. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting question because I love to ask everybody else the same question because everybody has such different answers. But um, I started in the business a long some time ago as an assistant at a studio because I wanted to learn how to make movies and I I was an assistant to an executive vice president at a at a movie studio and. I didn't learn how to make movies at all, but I learned the business and read a ton of scripts, and it was a great, great training ground. And then uh, I went to work for a director on a movie, and that director also was making commercials. And I felt like that was a really great place to learn how to learn the craft, because I had before been a, I had studied art and had always loved not just the the creative component, but the craft component. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I went out with a friend of mine, and I wrote a. a uh, commercial and then took my own money and, and shot and directed and edited a commercial and fell in love with the process. Went out and did a few more and then um, got signed and started making commercials. But I'd always wanted to be in movies, but uh, commercials was a great career. Um, I think the first commercial I ever shot, Conrad Hall Sr. was my DP, who's, you know, and James Earl Jones was the actor, and I had no idea what I was doing, but. Um, <laughs> So I did that and then um, started kind of getting offered some other types of movies that I didn't want to do and, and wanted to do something very personal the first time out. And so finally got off my butt and, and wrote this. Did, did, you, um, did you study filmmaking and do you think that folks today um, who want to break in sort of need to? I don't think so. I mean, I, I took one film class yeah. at, at Dartmouth and it was a great class because it was a history of film and I, I saw all these movies that you know Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane Day for Night you know all these movies that, that were amazing but um, tech, technology is, is, is so available yeah. um, that it's just about just do it it's, it's just about it's just about if you want to make a movie if you have good material then you mm-hmm. get 
people involved. You really can get people involved, like like this guy. Mm-hmm. And even though were there moments when we worked together that you're wishing you had James Earl Jones back <laughs> from your first commercial? Um, yes. A couple times. Right? Couple times. Yeah. Yes, his voice is great. His voice is very soothing. It's soothing, yeah. <laughs> soothing. And there were times where your voice wasn't. Yeah. But uh, it's. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Like, I just, I mean, we shot this movie on anamorphic 35 millimeter, which is a really, is about a big a film format as you can get. And probably will be the last time I ever do anything like that. Right. And yet I just shot a commercial with stunts on only 5Ds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say this about film school, which is an opportunity I didn't have, is it's a wonderful opportunity to fail and experiment and try things and figure out what, what you're about. Mm-hmm. Under, under the radar. It's an expensive way to do it, but um, you know, when you all of a sudden are doing commercials or doing movies, you are then all of a sudden being judged on this final product. So you have to be strong and, and know what you want. So it's a great opportunity to, to make a lot of little things and figure out who you are before the marketplace figures out who you are for you, which, which can happen. Let me pick up on that, that discussion about sort of first-time filmmaking and ask Will, working with a first-time director and someone who's obviously been in a number of films and worked in front of the camera for a long time, um, what kind of, um, what do you think you brought to the process of working with, with a, you're, you're, you talked earlier about sort of going in a different direction slightly with, with the kind of character you're exploring and you're, and you're working with a first-timer. Um, what, do you, what do you think the impact you had on, on, on him might have been? I mean, did you talk about that? Did you think about that? Um, probably my charisma first, right out of the gate. Um, and I did a lot of other, other jobs, a lot of the catering I did, which I'm a terrible cook, and uh, there were several bouts of food poisoning on the set. Um, uh, no, you know, we, I mean, it, it is sometimes scary for actors or people who, mm-hmm. to throw out the proposition of a first-time, quote-unquote, director. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when Dan and I first met, and we kind of started talking about the movie, uh, it, it felt like from the first moment that Dan had w- that perfect combination of willing to listen to ideas and at the same time having a pretty strong vision as to what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that, that's kind of, I think, the most important thing. So, uh, and, you know, I just, I just tried to make myself as available to him as, as he needed me. And, uh, you know, we, I, I literally, we, we shot this in 23 days, 22 days, 23 days, um, always chasing the light because most of the movie is out, outdoors during mm-hmm. the day uh, and on the anamorphic scale. So it's, it's very difficult to, uh, so I literally, we would just sit on the set and never move. And, uh, um, uh, and, and I, I actually found that great because yeah. you, you couldn't get away from the, from the environment in the in the best possible way. There was none of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, it'll be another twenty minutes. Go back to your trailer yeah. and hang out. Um, uh, but but anyway, I just I just really made sure uh, or tried to to let Dan know that I'll I'll I'm there at his disposal and and whatever you need me to do. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I asked Dan about his background and training and. And I'm going to ask you a little bit about yours uh, because I, I'm, I guarantee you there are folks either either in the room here or listening uh, on the podcast that 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 
could use the the insights of someone who's who's worked successfully in front of the camera. Uh, tell us about your own background in training and sort of what did, do you think that a, that someone who wants to be a performer today needs to, to study it in school or what are the best sort of paths these days? Yeah, I mean, I kind of you know went about it a roundabout way. You know, went to went to college uh, thinking I was going to get into to sports journalism. That's really? kind of what I was interested in, and uh, uh, and you know had this nagging thing that I always wanted to try comedy yeah. uh, that I really didn't I really didn't give a, much credence to until I graduated from college and there really wasn't a job waiting for me, and uh, so I thought, well, this is the time, and and. So at that moment, I, I really just kind of tried everything from, uh, you know, open mic nights. It, you know, this is, you know, early 90s, so there was tons of stand-up going on. Um, uh, and I also was taking some acting class. And then I found uh, the Groundlings Theater out in Los Angeles and uh, had actually gone to see a show of theirs uh, my senior year at USC and. Uh, and I, I remember thinking I really loved the ensemble and and the the combination of sketch and improv and and saw that they had a school and I thought oh that that would be really fun if you could ever figure out how to parlay that into a career and so I, I found myself at the at the school there and and worked my way through and yeah. uh, so over the you know it just it took three or four years of just literally uh, you know I used to have an acting coach who just who said you it's just a it's just a game of throwing darts and uh eventually some of those darts are going to hit the dartboard and um and just keep throwing darts and that's that's kind of what happened good. good tip so uh in order to break the ice for the uh questions we're going to take from the audience uh will what's what role do you get asked about most uh what um what role or character do you think do you find people sort of you know i mean it's it it just it really depends on the crowd and uh what i mean uh I, I i've been lucky that there's a fair amount of things that get asked about so between uh elf and ron burgundy yeah. and ricky bobby and uh uh those oh step brothers right <laughs> yeah those are kind of in the top all right yeah yeah. Well, let's see what the crowd here at the Apple Store Soho has in mind for you and questions for Will and Dan. We'll take a few questions. We have microphones. So uh, raise your hand, and we will start down on this side, and we've got someone in the second row. Stand up. Tell us your name, please, sir. How you doing? I'm Joey from Newark, Welcome. New Jersey. And um, I just want to know, like, how, when a person has, like, a good script and a good story, how do they get that to a person such as yourself? Like, say they wrote something and they were saying, you know what, I'd love Will Fowler to check this out. How would they be able to do that? Do you have something you want to <laughs> give me? Can I give you this? Uh, no. And I also have a, a gift I'd like to give you. Oh. Great. In fact, don't ask a question if you don't have a gift to give <laughs> me. Because I don't want it to be a waste of time for me, you know. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. No. He likes cattle. I like cat. Yeah, I like li <laughs> livestock. Those are good. Dry goods. Flour. Salt. Salt. Salt is good. Um, I, I mean, you know, in answer to your question, I didn't start as a writer, so I mean, in terms of getting submissions and 
It's hard. I mean, it's really hard because people are, I mean, just pragmatically, people are afraid to read anything um, that's not represented because they are then afraid that if they, if there's a similar idea that they, that people can come after them. So it's, it's challenging, you know, and, and that kind of thing happens a lot. So um, as far as getting your material read, gosh, it's really, I mean, when you're not represented, I mean, the first thing I would try to do is get some kind of representation, any kind of representation, whether it's yeah. um, a big a big agency or a small agency. It, it really doesn't matter. Just someone who's, who's, you know, basically talking about you and getting your material out there. And, and I do believe if the material, you know, has promise that, that it does, it, it, it will rise to the top. And then as far as your material, like make sure that it's, you know, make sure that you've done everything you can to it. Make sure that you know how scripts are formatted. Make sure that you, you know, that, that you are following the rules of at least the process of, of screen, screenwriting. Because if you, if you aren't, if your script's 220 pages long, if it's spaced weird, people, people will not look at it. It's crazy. But make sure that you know how that part of it works and, and just try and get representation and then, and then hope that you know, it rises to the top. Um, but it's tricky. It is tricky. Great. Next question in the back. Yeah. Yes. That's by, that, by representation. It is managers, agents, yeah. a- anyone who can who can allow you in because there is there is a, a barrier there, but it's there for it is there for a reason. Unfortunately. Thank you. Okay, we'll go over here. Hi. Hi. Love your work. Um, two quick questions. I don't have a gift. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. Should okay. we go? Gotcha. I can um, take your Yankee hat. You sure said I got a big head. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. He does too. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was the best day and worst day of filming? And since also you're known for your interpretive dance, can you give us a couple of moves? <laughs> um, uh, the best day and worst day of filming. Or should we just go right to interpretive dance? There was one night, if I can tell, like behind Please. the scenes story. It was like the second to last night of filming, and we were all really tired, and we were all having dinner at lunch at like two in the morning and it was just like eight of us in this room and I put on like some techno music somehow on my iPhone and you started dancing and we were laughing he's a really good dancer (laughs) he's just really great sense of rhythm so that was the best night that was the best night um, what we, we, we could get that song on the iTunes store. I know, store, I might I'm have sure. to look. Yeah. Um, uh, we could stream it through the whole... The theater. worst day of... I'm trying to think if there was like a day that was... What was your favorite day, what was your favorite day as an actor? Like what, well, was your, what scene was most the, kind the, of... The most... Uh, the, the day of work that was, that was the most exhilarating and frightening for me is there is, um, there is a scene in the movie where uh, uh, my... My one of my best friends, who's actually my my AA sponsor, uh, uh, I find out that well I don't, uh, don't uh, no God. don't say it okay no something happens what's your second happens what's your second word favorite okay. most favorite thing? anyway there's there's a point in the movie where I have to get extremely emotional because I th- there's some news that it basically I I did not expect it and uh, uh, and I I kept telling Dan that and I think. It was the second day of filming. It was in the, yeah, we had to do yeah. a lot of the really hard stuff in the first week because and of the s- schedule. I just said to him, I don't, I don't know if, if I can actually get to the place where I think you and I think the character should get, but let's just play it really real and see what happens. And, uh, um, but sure enough, on the first take, 
because Michael Pena, getting to work with a really good actor, Michael Pena, and also just the, the circumstances, uh, I was able to kind of basically kind of lose my mind. And, uh, and, and I really started crying in a way that I've never cried before, even in my personal life. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that was kind of, that was, that's just one of my favorite days of filmmaking ever, you know. It was it was just to add, like it was really cool because Pena started to cry too, and he was really he he was I think he was like I can't believe this guy got to me. He's like I'm, he's yeah. like this isn't my character, so you're not going to use that, are you? Right, right, um, right. And then you went. We all went in this other room a- after the scene, and you were kind of in this state of of shock, shock like yeah. wow, we just did this thing in there, and yeah. now we're in here. But it was just. It was really, really intense, and it had to happen really quickly in a movie, which is one of the weird parts of movie making is you sometimes you, you, you shoot these con- intense conclusions at the beginning. Um, but I think the pressure of, of having to do that in that time and also not wanting to let down the director was, was, was able to, to get me there. Yeah. Thanks. Worst? I don't know. I mean, yeah. there were probably some worst, but we... we we try and forget them. I think it was just t- it had to do with time pressure, probably. Every day there was a worse moment, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. As we were cutting shots yeah. left and right. Yeah. yeah. Right, right over here by the, the podium. Uh, Next question. Let's keep here. the questions going. Yes. Hey, I just want to say thank you for coming. Um, I just want to say you're a comic icon. I'm sure everyone can agree. Is there anything you can tell us about your new movie that's coming out? Like, anything to do with all being in Spanish? Just anything you can share at all? I read oh, that the, somewhere. Uh, uh, Casa de mi padre. Well said. Thank you. Good, good accent. Yes. Uh, no, I have another movie that last uh, last year. This was all took place last year. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. I mean, last year was was just uh, really exciting for me because I got in a, in addition to doing everything must go, which was a, a a small budget tight shoot. We also shot. I shot a movie that was same sort of model. It was 21 days and very low budget, entirely in Spanish. And I, I've always had this idea of doing a movie where I'm the central character and, and I'm with an entire Latino cast and I speak, I speak Spanish the whole way through. So um, anyway. It's, it's really funny. Dan saw it, yeah. Yeah, but it's like him and Diego Luna. Diego Luna plays and, my brother. And yeah. It's really, yeah. <laughs> so really yeah. striking resemblance. Striking resemblance. It's very yeah. close. Yeah. Very close. Uh, Eugene in the second Where's row our other here? microphone? Yes. Here we go. Hi, I'm Kayla from the Bronx. I have two questions. The first question is... What Are you Kalo? Kayla. Kayla. <laughs> I thought it was Kalo like J-Lo. No. But you're Kayla. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. Continue. Okay. The first question is what makes you want to choose a movie instead of like putting one in front of the other one? The second question is... Can my sister and I have a hug because we love you so much? <laughs> um, you could. You said you, you could, wanted a uh, gift. Yeah, you can definitely have a hug. Um, but wait, what was the first question again? How you choose? <laughs> what, she, she was asking about choosing scripts. How you decide? You know, sort of priority. Oh, uh, right, One over right. the other. How, what, um, what do you look for in a role? I guess is the general question. Gosh, I don't. I don't know if I have a consistent thing other than you know just try to to do something that that I find entertaining myself and feels uh, feels different and things like that. Yeah. And I have to say, like those two, doing these two movies as he goes to hug, um, it's like... The, oh, oh, no, no. Wasn't that nice? 
It's, this guy feels left out. I know. Though. I know. He's like Sorry. sad. He, You're next. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but he. But the fact that Will does these movies, these small movies, and allows us to actually get our movies made is really awesome. And he should be super praised for that because, and it's one he should. Um, and that actor, yeah, that actors take risks with first-time filmmakers because they're really what get the movies made. So the fact that he, you know, will do that, do do big movies and do this is really awesome. So, shout out. Third row on your far right. There we are down there. Hi. Hi. Um, as a recent graduate with a degree in acting who also works with a lot of recent graduating filmmakers, how do you survive the times where the darts weren't stick- sticking to the dartboard per se? Like, I just know my ego gets bruised almost every day. So how do you deal with, how did you deal with that when you were starting out? Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, you just, you just kind of have to have this inner belief that, you know, that you're going to somehow, you know, fight through. And, and, and that's the only, you know, I just kind of, uh, I was never boastful to anyone about it, but I just had a quiet belief in myself that I, I thought I could uh, kind of get, uh, to the place where I wanted to get, but you know, I I, I still look back at what happened to me, and I, I just feel incredibly lucky. Um, <laughs> which is not, you know, there there uh, there is luck involved. I mean, I I sat down, uh, I had lunch one day with my father, who's a musician, who's played with, uh, he's done everything from you know small clubs to uh, touring with the Righteous Brothers and. Uh, 40 years of, of being a musician and when I decided I wanted to be an actor uh, I, I had lunch with him and, and, and he said uh, I go do you have any advice and he, he said I, you know I wouldn't worry about you if there wasn't just remember there's some luck involved and uh, and, and don't get down on yourself if uh, it's not happening at first um, and, and that just know though that you know, if you keep preparing yourself when that moment happens, you'll be, you'll be ready for it. So, Just a couple more questions before we wrap up. Let's go over here to the side. Uh, next question, second row. Hey, guys. Um, Will, I think across the board, you have a lot of, or seems to be a lot of improvisation in your work. Um, so my question is, how much of your work would you say, if you had to ballpark it, is improv? And then, Dan, did you get to sort of implement that into the making of this movie? Uh, you know, it, it, it really varies. In, in, in the movies I've gotten to do with Adam McKay, you know, we, a lot of that is, uh, it's probably 50-50 in terms of what's written and what's improvised. Um, uh, in terms of this film, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like the script was kind of, so strong in a way. It didn't really lend itself to improvisation in a way. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some stuff yeah. in there that's yeah, really nice sure. that's improv. Um, part of it is time. Yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of the day, you say, okay, we feel really good about these scenes. These are the scenes that we feel like could be better or need work, so let's save up some time to improv those. Um, and a lot of times we're doing, uh, <clears throat> we're doing maybe three or four takes, like a, a seven takes, you know, was actually... A luxury, uh, so you kind of had to be ready to just move on, move yeah. on, and, and yeah. but that's that's the challenge is like they're not moving on when you when you shouldn't, and sometimes knowing you have to because you've gotten a good version of it, and there's other stuff that's going to need more help. But um, 
There were some. I think there were some. I, th- I think there were, there were definitely some times where we rewrote stuff, and I thought that was kind of... There were a couple times where I felt like things weren't working, mm-hmm. and I went over to Will, and I said, I don't feel like this is working. And you said, yeah, I, I kind of don't either. So we worked on stuff, and I feel like made it better. And that was really... And that was Yeah, definitely a form of that. In a way. Yeah, yeah, but there's, there's, I, there's definitely some... 90-10. And we have time for one more question, and this is it right here. Oh, hi, I'm Max from Brooklyn, and um, I just saw you on The Office, and I thought you were like really good, and the chemistry between you and um, Steve Crow was really good. Oh, thanks. And my question is, um, was it easy to you know come and replace him, or was it hard? Uh, you know what? It was easy, because I think... I think the rest of the cast was like, get this guy out of here. You know, we're sick of him. Get rid of this dead weight so the show can finally, you know, get going somewhere. Um, uh, no, it was, I mean, that's such a wonderful cast. And I, I've gotten to know some of the people in that cast going in. And they're all such, like, gifted comedic actors. And they really, they really kind of welcomed me. And, and, you know, I hadn't worked with Steve in a long time so it was fun to kind of reunite with him and uh, the writing was excellent so it was, uh, it was it was actually really easy to kind of fit in there well Will we heard about your Spanish language debut um, coming up uh, Dan what do you got going on next it's Ukrainian <laughs> entire movie in Ukrainian, Ukrainian. Good. yes Good. which Will will be in um, I will be in no it's, it's, it's a challenge it's, I mean they've Getting this movie made was a challenge, um, and now I'm reading a lot and outlining stuff, and and uh, hopefully get the chance to do something else very soon because it's it's uh, addictive. The film is opening on. Tell me the date. I'm sorry. May 13th. May 13th. Thank you, Will and Dan, for being here at the Apple Store Soho. Thanks, Thanks you guys. Thanks, Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you so much for coming out, guys. We hope to see you at the next event, and we hope to see you next time. Take care now and have a wonderful rest of your week.